did to get here today, but God's got something good for you. Amen. Amen. Um, so in just a minute, guest, uh, the, the offering buckets will come by, and if you would, on the right portion, if you would tear that off, drop it in the offering plate. You can keep the other portion. It tells you a little bit about who we are and what you can expect while you're here at Triumph. You know, it's the first of the year, and it's a great time for uh, starting new things in our life. And for many of us, I, I want to encourage you to take a risk and take a, take a leap of faith to trust God specifically in the area of your tithe and offering. So, Pastor Ryan, I don't even know what, it, what for God, that's what it's all about. Remember, the, the, the God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. hills. The, the principle there is not count a thousand hills and count how many cattle and determine how many God owns. The principle is God owns more than you can even count or imagine. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. That means all of it belongs to him. He doesn't need our money, but what he's after is our heart. And so when we give God and we put him first in our life, we tend to trust him more. We tend to believe him more. We tend to buy into God and what he wants to do in our life more because that's where the first portion of all of our increase is going to. Jesus said where your treasure is there, your heart is also. And here's what I want to challenge you to on the first of this year. If you've never been a tither before, you've never really given a whole lot, uh, I want to challenge you to give God one year of being a tither. Give Him one year. And I can tell you uh, that in my life, He has lev never left me hanging. He's never left me without because I've given it all to God. I've given him the first portion of all my increase. And what he's proven in my life is he can, I can do more with 90% with when it's blessed of God than I can with all of it on my own. And so I'm challenging you to one year. One year. You say, Pastor Renan, I don't know if I can do this forever. Do it one year. And next January, you look around your life. Tell me if your life hasn't been blessed. Tell me if you don't see the hand of God at work in every area of your life. You say, well, it's all about finances with you. No, no, no. God wants to bless all of your life. In fact, to limit God to finances is, is um, it's dishonoring to God. Because he cares about everything you care about. And he wants to be involved in everything you care about. Give him one year of your life. With that said, it's tithe and offering time here at Triumph Church. We have uh, several ways to give. Of course, you can give using your offering envelope. Or you can give as I am now just by opening up your app. And clicking the uh, Sugarland button. Then clicking the uh, give and uh, just takes a moment, and uh, let's see. There you go. That's how fast and easy it is, safe and secure. Uh, so you can give online. You can uh, give using our giving uh, boxes in the foyer. Of course, you can give uh, with uh, in your offering envelopes as well. If you're watching online, thank you for joining us today. Don't forget, just because you're not here, it's easy to say, well, I'm not there. I'm not going to give today. No, 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 no. Giving is not about you being here or not being here. It's about your relationship with God. And so I encourage you, click the button that says give and join with us today as we worship God in all of our, our giving. Father, I thank you for every giver that's here. I thank you for every person that is uh, 
that right now you are challenging them in their heart and in their spirit to take this plunge, to trust in you for one year, to give you the first 10% of all of their increase. Lord, I believe, and I believe it not because I made it up, but because your word says it, that when we do, you will open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessing until there is no more need. God, I have more need in my life, so I'm expecting more blessing this year. I have more things that I'm looking for this year, so I'm expecting you to bless me more, God, as I put you first, as we as a people put you first. Pour out your blessing on this church and every family. I'm believing it now. Cause this offering to be multiplied, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. May it accomplish every purpose that you have sent it to this church for. I thank you for it right now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And all the people said, amen. Amen. Ushers, if you would assist us now. At this time, if you are in fifth to eighth grade, Epic Alive is starting right now just for you. Uh, we have a service, going to have a great time. You can leave out the back doors, hang uh, a, a right, and go to the end and up the stairs. They'll take care of you. are going to have a lot of fun, learn about God, and uh, meet some great friends. Um, Epic Alive, fifth through eighth grade. We've got some exciting things coming up that I want to uh, talk to you about, and then I'll kind of lead into my message today. Uh, by nature... I tend to be a teacher. I was raised by a teacher, uh, and consequently, I tend to be a teacher when I preach. Uh, and I'll do some of that this morning, but if you'll allow me, um, I really believe that God wants to speak a word, and, and I'm going to click into my prophetic gift today. Uh, and what that means is just declaring the word of God, what he's speaking, and I want to speak it over your life today. Uh, there, there's something moving in the atmosphere. There, there's, God's wanting to do some great things today. So I'm going to teach a little bit, but uh, I'm actually going to speak some things prophetically. So what I want you to do is, is I want to ask you to open up your heart and open up your mind today. What do you mean by that, Pastor Randy? Well, have you ever been listening to someone and you didn't want to hear what they had to say? It really didn't matter if it was right or wrong. You didn't want to hear it, so you closed your mind so that you couldn't receive what they were saying. I want to ask you to do the very opposite of that and open up and let the, the Holy Spirit speak into your hearts and in your minds today. And I believe he's going to encourage us and uh, lift us up, and he's going to speak a word for this year. But before I do that, um, we begin every year at Triumph. Actually, twice a year, we set aside 21 days for prayer. In August, we have prayer and feasting, and in January, we have prayer and fasting, and that will begin next Sunday, 21 days of prayer and fasting. So we're going to ask you to join with us for 21 days, seeking God, spend extra time with Him. Some of you say, well, Pastor Ryan and I, I, I only get to pray like right before I eat, as the fork is going from the plate to my mouth. Man, look, take an extra 10 minutes, take an extra 20 minutes, take an extra 30 minutes. So, you know, you, maybe you can't pray a whole hour. That's okay. Smith Wigglesworth, one of the, one of the greatest um, men of God in, in the last couple of hundred years, he said, 
I never, pray, I never go, I never pray more than 30 minutes, but I never go more than 30 minutes without praying. Point is, it's not about praying long that moves God. It's about creating habits and a relationship with God. So I'm encouraging you to do that. Here's what else we'll do. Monday through Friday at 1221, we'll have our live prayer. All of our campuses will be joining together. Pastor Lindsay and I will host many of them. Some of our other staff pastors, uh, Bishop and Pastor Renee, will, will be a part of that as well. And so we will we'll be praying for 21 minutes at 1221. So if you need to set an alarm, whatever you need to do to remind yourself, 1221. And there's a group. It's called Pray 21. You can join us on Facebook. And uh, we just get on there live and we pray. You can pray for anything you want to pray for. We often have a direction. Uh, so we'll be doing that. Fasting. How many of you have ever fasted before? Raise your hand if you've ever fasted before. Okay. All right. Most of you. Good. Good. So what we're going to do for all those that raise the hand, since you've fasted before, we're going to go on a complete nothing but liquid 21-day fast. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Some of you are like, I'm never raising my hand again, ever. That's it, done. Um, no, what I want you to do is um, we're going to do a little bit different this year, and I want you to pray about something in your life that you might want to give up for 21 days. And so everybody can have their own thing, but I want you to choose one thing that matters to you that you're going to give up for 21 days. A couple of rules in it. All right, and we'll talk about it more next week, but a couple of rules. I want you to go ahead and start praying. Number one, don't change halfway through the time. You know, don't, don't st- uh, um, how, how do you change? You know, you start out like, I'm not going to eat bread for 21 days. Okay, so you don't eat any bread. Nothing. You, I mean, you know, nothing. And then halfway through, you, you get a word from the Lord that... <laughs> that tortillas are now not bread, right? So, so I look up and you're at Papacitos and, and, you know, you're shoveling in fajitas and I'm like, wait, I thought you were fasting bread. And we're like, these are not bread. I got a word from, it was a word of knowledge from the Lord, all right? So whatever you choose, just stick to it, stick to it. Um, so that's number one. Number two, I want you to challenge yourself a little bit. And it doesn't necessarily have to just be food. You can think outside the box what it might be. But I want you to challenge yourself. Push yourself more than you did last year. Because here's what I believe. If you'll push yourself more, you're actually going to draw closer to God. Just, just a little more. It doesn't have to be a lot more. You don't have to go on a full fast. But, but look, if, if you fasted, let's say, let's say last year you fasted um, coffee and, and like me, you don't even drink coffee. <laughs> let's just go a step further. Maybe just a half step, you know? Like, uh, let's just, have, just push it just a little bit. Here's number three. And I said to you a minute ago, I want you to think outside the box a little bit because I want, uh, I want to encourage you uh, to consider fasting something that will not only help your spiritual health, but will help you get healthy in another area of your life. So for instance, when we fast sugar, it doesn't just help us draw closer to God, but it also helps us get healthier in our physical body. Some of you might need to fast social media for 21 days. I know, I just pushed you a lot. Like I just kicked you over the line. Okay, some of you might need to fast social media for 21 days. And instead, 
Spend your time worshiping and, and praying and seeking God, reading your word, and you'll get more healthy spiritually. Some of you might need to fast television 21 days, uh, whatever it might be, but, but do something that can increase your health in a different area. You know, spending less time watching the TV and more time talking to your spouse might end up with a better marriage in 21 days. Might also blow it up. I don't know. But <laughs> the odds are spending quality time with your family will probably end up increasing your relational health, your family health. So I want to challenge you. Pray about it this week and, uh, and, and come up with something. And then the, the, the other thing I want to do is I want to challenge you to add a good habit in place of whatever you're taking away. Add a good habit. could be anything. could be getting up and walking every morning. It could be uh, uh, spending a little extra time in prayer. It could be uh, starting your, your one-year Bible and just determining, I'm going to read the Bible this year. And in 21 days, build a new habit that can make you more healthy in your life. It could be a number of things. Uh, it, it could be waking up in the morning a few minutes earlier and just making your bed. Say, so, well, why would that matter, Pastor Randy? Well, because for many of us, when we're disorganized and we always seem behind, if we can start getting one small discipline, disciplines build on one another. And if we can start with one thing, you say, Pastor Randy, I can't even keep my house clean. How about just start by keeping your car clean for 21 days? Right? And let that build in your life. All right? I want to challenge. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> All right, so will you pray about that with me? 21 days, it's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be a good time, and in that, I believe you're gonna draw close to God, and God is gonna draw near to you. Second thing uh, I wanna do is tell you about, next Sunday, we're kicking off um, something called Influence. We did this in Italy and Beaumont last year, and uh, we put over 130-plus people through this class. Because, um, you know, I, when I was a kid, and is it okay if I just uh, talk with you for a few minutes? I'll preach in a minute. It's going to be great. <laughs> y'all, <laughs> y'all will get to know me eventually. It'll be all right. Um, when I was a kid, much of my father and I's relationship was built uh, driving in the truck. And we would go on trips together. We had a deer lease out in West Texas, and we would drive six hours together. And we'd drive in the truck, and we would ride. And hour after hour after hour, my dad would make me listen to tapes. For, for the millennials in the room, there were these little plastic boxes like this, and they had two little dials and, a, and this little tape between them. They played music. It was pretty, pretty spectacular. And we would listen to tapes, and uh, he would always have preachers going, and, but his favorite was to listen to John Maxwell. And we would listen to 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership and 19 Laws of Teamwork and 16 Laws of That and 43 Laws of This and whatever it was. And we would just hour after hour. Finally, he looked over at me on one of these trips. He had a little mercy and he got some Louis L'Amour. And he put some good uh, American Western novels in my life. That was, a, that was a great relief. But in that, he instilled with me principles of leadership that have helped me every single day of my life. And one of those things that John Maxwell said, and I never forget it as a kid hearing it, was that uh, leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. It's just influence. How many people are you influencing in your life? You say, well, Pastor Ryan, I'm not a leader. Yes, you are. And you're called to be a leader. You're called to be an influencer. You're called to influence people. You say, well, how? What do you mean? First off, I believe you're called to be an influencer wherever you are, in your business, in your work, in your life, in your home. 
And then while you're there, while God is putting leadership on your life and influencing on your life, you're called to influence your world for the gospel of Jesus Christ. You're a leader. So here's what I want to do. I want to spend some time, and we're going to have a lunch and learn for the next four Sundays. And we'll, we'll come together, and we'll learn, and we'll talk about leadership, and I'll give you some very practical principles. Uh, there's, a, there's a quote that says, and, and there are a number, pe- number of people claim it, so I would give them credit, but so many people of them, so many people claim it, I don't know who to give credit to. But the statement is this, every problem in the world is a leadership problem. So if you've got a problem in your life that you haven't been able to conquer, you haven't been able to overcome, it's because you need more leadership. Here's, this, here's the good thing. Every solution in the world is a leadership solution. If, we've got a, if the problem is leadership, then the solution is we need more leadership. We need to grow a, as leaders, and we need to grow in, in our walk with God, and these things together, we can, move, we can grow beyond the problems that we're facing. We need more leadership. And so... I want to challenge you to join us. We'll be, we'll be in and out in about an hour. Uh, free child care. Um, we'll, we're, we'll have a good time. Uh, all I need you to do is RSVP. You can click on the app. There's a button that says Influence. Sign up for us. You just need to let us know how many are coming, how many kids do we plan for. The only thing that costs you is lunch. You don't have to eat lunch. But if you're like me and there's something about church that makes you hungry... Then, then we'll have a we'll have a quick meal together, and, and we'll talk, and we'll have a good time. I'll get to know you closer. I hope you'll sign up and be a part of that. You can do that any time in the service today. I won't be mad at you. Uh, grab your your app, click on influence, and sign up. Can I get an amen this morning? Amen. All right. What else do I have to talk about? Oh yes, um, one more thing, and then we're going to get going. Uh, this Wednesday night, uh, we're, we're kicking off having all of youth over at Lindsay and I's house. And uh, I, I want to thank uh, Pastors Byron and Melody for doing an awesome job in the last 18, 20 months with our teenagers. And, um, but we want to get to know you, so we're going to invite everybody over to our house. If you're a teenager in the room, you need to be at my house Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. If, uh, there's my address on the screen. If you have any trouble or if you'd like more information, you can contact Andrew. That's his number on the screen. Please take a picture of that. Uh, I will tell you that our, our house is new and people are it's sending them all over Richmond. Um, so if you have a problem, call us. We'll tell you exactly how to get there. If you need a ride, let us know, and we'll try to get you there um, as best we can. But it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk. We're going to learn, and, uh, and, and you're going to be glad you came. Parents, don't be the reason that your kid isn't there on Wednesday night. Don't be, the, don't be the reason why your kid isn't locked into a great youth ministry that it can help strengthen them and build them and keep them uh, walking in the path that God has for them in their life. It can make all the difference in the world. This Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. All the teenagers in the room say, I'm going to be there. It was so weak. It was so embarrassingly weak. I'm not even going to look over here and tell you. All right. I, I um, believe, and, and again, I was, I was raised this way with my father. Uh, every year he would stand up and give a word to the church. Just, just, he, would, he would declare the word of God over, uh, over us and what God was saying. And, and so I kind of grew up with this belief system that just one word from God can change your life. Just one word from God can, can change your life. And that's how I was raised. And so every year... Uh, we really just, I just pray about what God is saying to the church. And then I begin to realize that it's not just a church thing, it's an individual thing. 
And so we began to study, and, and I read some books, and I can, I can give you those names if you like. Uh, but we read some books and began to realize the, the power that one word can have on your life. You know, 87% of people are starting this year with New Year's resolutions. New Year's resolutions. Um, 87%. That's almost 9 out of 10 people in the room right now have some sort of New Year's resolution. Here's the problem. Half of you will quit before January ends. And the reason why is because we create to-do goals, not to-be goals. We, we create uh, goals that say, I want to do this, and I want to do that, and I want to do this better, and I want to do that better. But it never changes who we are. You see, real life change starts from the inside and works its way out. This, this is why the Old Covenant, the Law of Moses, never really worked because it didn't get to the heart of man. So when Jesus came, he changed the deal, and the Bible says that now he writes his law on our heart so that from the inside it works out. The same principle works. If, if we can get one word from God that he can speak into your life, it, it can not just impact what you do, but it can change who you are for the better. And so I've just been, you know, last year my word was vision, for the year, and I was just really struggling because I knew God. What, what I knew was God was wanting to change things, but I didn't know what they were. And as it turns out, God gave our our executive leadership team a, a new vision for the year. And as it and that's why we're here today because the word was vision. And then and as that thing became became uh, began to come come to pass, uh, God ended us up here, and all kinds of great things have happened since then. And when we got in line with His vision. All the things he had promised us began to fall into place. My wife's word was hope. It was hope. And one of her greats hoped was she had been wanting a house for six and a half years. And today, we woke up this morning in the house of our dreams. My daughter, her, her, we do this with our whole family. Her word was can last year. And, and this year, she has, in this past year, I, I could list to you all the things that she had previously said she couldn't do. But this year, she conquered them and found out she loved them. And she was more than able to do them because God spoke to her and said, your word for this year is can. My son's word was focus. And, and he was struggling with focus and struggling to pay attention. And this year we determined he, he crushes it at focus now. As, as, as long as he can focus on focusing, he is killing it. <laughs> and, and so we began talking as a family, as, as we do every year, what is your word for this year? And so uh, my word for this year, and I'll share with you a couple of verses about it just to, just to encourage you. The word God spoke into my heart this year was accomplish. Accomplish. Um, and the, the first verse, guys, if you have my scriptures, if you'll throw them up on the screen. He gave me two quick verses. Do you not have them? I'm sorry. The first verse that he, that he gave me uh, was in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now all glory to God. Who, I can't read that. <laughs> now all glory to God who is able. That's much better. Through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. And here's what the Holy Spirit said. Randy, your word is accomplished, and I want to do more in you than you could have ever done on your own. More than you could ever even have thought of. All right, Lord, I'll take that kind of word. I want to accomplish. There's six areas of our life. Uh, six to seven areas of our life, depending on who you're, who you're reading. There's the spiritual, there's the physical, there's the emotional, the mental, the relational, financial, uh, and, and these are the areas of our life. And, and God wants to accomplish things in my, every one of these areas. 
The, the second verse he gave me was in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. He says, so we keep on praying for you, asking our God to enable you to live a life worthy of his call. May he give you the power to accomplish all the good things your faith prompts you to do. And this, this was a word that God really spoke to me as it relates to me being your pastor. Rennan, everything I, I prompt you to do, I'm going to give you the power to accomplish it. Not because of me, because of him. And so this, this, is, this is the word that God's really been uh, speaking into, into my heart. And my, my kids, we're, we're praying about it. And uh, my son's word for this year, and it's a very, it's a very fitting word. I'm, I'm really proud of him. But he prayed about it, and this was his word. His word is courage. So why does he not need that word? Because he's starting a new life in a school that's bigger than his last city. <laughs> and, he's, and, he, and he's 11, and he's, and he's making new friends and going on new adventures and trying new things. And he needs courage. That's a great word, don't you think? Yeah. This, this, is, this is the way that, that God wants to do for all of us. And I want to challenge you to ask God for your one word. One word. That word could impact your marriage, it can impact your family, it can impact your finances, it can, impact, it can impact your walk with God, it can impact every area of your life. What's the one word he has for you? With that, um, he began to speak to me about a, a word for our church for this year. And when he actually began talking to me about it, it was in the process of us moving. And I had, we, we have uh, six or eight interns in Needleton, and they were all helping, me, helping Lindsay and I move. And, and they're all, you know, good young guys and girls, and they're, they're strong and they're healthy, and they have no idea about how to carry things. They don't know how to pick things up. So you give them a small box like this one, they have no problem. Why? Because they can embrace it. They can get their hands around it, Right? You, you, you hand them, and they would all race for these little boxes like this. And they were all like, I got this one. But, but these other boxes, they struggled with because when you filled them up, they're kind of hard to get their hands around. So they're all trying to grasp them like with this with their hands on the side. And how many of you know when this box is heavy, you can't do that. You've got to get underneath it and on top of it. And you've got to like spread your legs and bend your knees a little bit, right? Because you can't carry the weight that is in this box unless you first figure out how to embrace it. I had great laughs as they were trying to get couches through the door and lift them up because they just, and, and they just haven't moved much. I, I'm not mad at They're intelligent guys. I was very, they're strong. They had the strength. They just didn't know how to embrace it and get it through the door, up the stairs, into the trailer, out of the trailer. They didn't know. And, and God began to speak to me. He said, Randon, the word for Triumph Church this year is embrace. And embrace what, God? Embrace his will. Embrace his will for your life in every area of your life. I was talking to some friends over at the house the other night. And, uh, and I made this statement how we, we, we talk about people who are sold out to God. But there is a difference between being sold out to God and sold out to the will of God. We say we love him, we say we want to follow him, and yet we haven't fully embraced his will. Maybe we've got a part of it. So, so when I look at these boxes, yes, this small box is easy to embrace. It's easy to get your hands on. But here's the problem. This box can't contain as much as that box can. Now, I don't know if, about you. I'll let you be the decider. 
But if it's me and I have to choose, God, in my life, the plans, the hopes, the dreams, the ideas you have for me can all fit inside a small box that are easy to get my hands on. Or, God, you have big things in store for me. You have big plans in store for me. And it might be a little heavy and it might be a little weighty and I might struggle to get my hands around it. But I don't know about you, but I'll take the big thing that's harder to embrace rather than the small dreams and the small visions that are easy to get my hands around. Anybody can do this one. I want the big stuff, God. I want everything you have for me. Here's what I want you to know. The thing about these boxes is you have the strength for everything he's called you to do in in your life. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You have the strength. You're stronger than you realize. You just have to figure out how to embrace it. If you can ever get your hands around the will of God in your life, it contains all of the promises, all the words that he's spoken over you. Everything he has for you is contained. You just have to embrace it. I want to challenge you to think bigger and dream bigger and plan bigger and embrace all that God has for you in every area of your life. How many of you want to dream big this year? (laughs) Embrace. Embrace the will of God. Embrace the will of God. Because contained in that box, contained in his will, are his promises. Check out this verse in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 17 and 18. I'm reading in the, the Message Bible for this verse. When God wanted to guarantee his promises, I love this, he gave his word. A rock-solid guarantee, and God cannot break his word. And because his word cannot change, the promise is likewise unchangeable. Everybody say unchangeable. The promises of God in your life, because they're based on his word, his word can't change, so his promises can't change. We who have run for our very lives to God have every reason to grab the promised hope with both hands and never let go. Get two hands on it and never let go. It's an unbreakable spiritual lifeline reaching past all appearances right to the very presence of God. I love that the New King James Version uses this word. It's not a common word in our modern English, but the word is immutable or the immutability of God. Here's what that word means. And he uses it as it relates to his word and thus his promises. Not only will God not change his word, he doesn't even have the ability to change his word. That's what immutable means. It means without the ability to do something. God doesn't even have the ability to change his word. So we can stand on these unchangeable words of God to receive these promises. And because his word never changed, his promises never change. And we can receive these promises in our life. Can I get an amen this morning? Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share in his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by humans, human desires. 
great and precious. I love this. This is what God said of the promise he's given you. He said they're great and they're precious. I grew up, again, uh, my father always used the New King James Version when I was growing up. He's changed since, but it, it put things in me. You know what this verse says? Exceedingly great and precious. These promises that God has for you, contained within his will, are exceedingly great. That means they're large, they're big, they're more than you can imagine. But you know what else they are? They're valuable. They mean something. How many, how many have big things in your house that always seem to be in the way but don't mean anything? We threw a bunch of those away on, before we got to Houston. Thank you, Jesus. But here's what God says. Not only are my promises big and large, they're precious. They're valuable. You're going to like them. You're going to want to hold on to them. They're going to make a difference in your, in your life. They're worth something. Here's what they do. They enable you to share in his divine nature and escape the world's corruption by human desires. They enable us. They make us able. They give us the power. They give us the ability to do things. They give us the ability to share in his divine nature. One of my favorite topics, and I'm not speaking on this today, though I've mentioned it, and I, and I, will, I tend to always come back to it, is, is my relationship with the Holy Spirit, the, the, the God who is at work in the world today. He, he's a person, but he, he brings us power when he comes into our life. It, and, we, and in this, we get to share in his divine nature. Here's what's amazing. I want you to consider this. It's why Peter made sure to write it down. God could have saved us from hell without asking us to share in his divinity. And yet he said, I want to send you the Holy Spirit to be inside of you, that you might have power from on high, that you might have the power of God at work in your life. You can share in his divine nature. You can live differently than the rest of the world. Consider, I referenced the verse earlier talking about the nine extraordinary gifts of God. Well, another one of those is the gift of words of wisdom. One of the most important gifts you have operating in your life is the gift of words of wisdom. When no one else knows what to do, I believe that God's put it in you through his divine nature, inserted into your life, that you can call on the Holy Spirit and say, I need a word of wisdom right here that separates through the fog of our life. And everyone will know it's clear and it's God and it's wisdom. And you weren't smart enough to know it on your own. Make sure you give God the glory. And then the second thing is this. Uh, we can, he enables us to escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. If you're not aware, the enemy is a master at temptation. And whatever catches your eye, he will keep putting it in front of you until he pulls you astray. The Old Testament said, I will lift up my eyes from the hills from which comes my help. So what is he trying to do? What is the enemy trying to do? He's trying to get our eyes off of the one who can help us and onto the temptation. When you were in driving school, driver's ed, they taught you to look way out in front. Remember that? Look down the road. Don't look right in front of you because if you're looking right in front of you, you'll run into things and you'll end up running right off the road. So they said, keep your eyes looking forward. 
It's in the same way in our walk with God. We've got to keep our eyes forward, following God and where he's taking us. And here's the thing. He's given us this power, these promises to enable us to do that. But if, if we get distracted, we start looking away and we start looking down, we'll end up crashing and saying, God, what happened? What happened was the temptations of life got our eyes off of God and where he was taking us. But I want to encourage you today. You have the power to overcome every temptation in your life. There is no temptation that is stronger than the power of God that is working on the inside of you. I don't care what it is, and I don't care how long it's been there. I don't care where it came from. It doesn't matter to me. There is no temptation in your life that is stronger than the power of God. You can overcome. But we, we get confused because, you, you know, we've had all these broken pro- promises. We, we've, you know, we've seen the politicians who promised change and the husband who promised to provide and the boss who promised to raise and the diet drink that promised to taste like the real thing. We, we, the, the shampoo that promised to stop you from going bald. <laughs> True story. Um, my, my, uh, my brother-in-law, uh, not Sam, but uh, Ryan, when we were about uh, 16, his dad was, was going bald. He was, he was starting to lose his hair. And so he was using um, Rogaine or, and, or Progaine or something like that. And on the front, the bottle said, for thinning hair. So Ryan walks into his dad and sees it there. It's a brand new bottle. And he says, Dad, are you using this? And his dad said, yeah, man, I'm losing my hair. He goes, no, Dad, that's not for when you're losing your hair. It's for when you have too much and you want to thin out your hair. Oh, my God, he throws the whole bottle away. Oh, my God. <laughs> we had a good laugh. No, <laughs> T-Paul, no, no, he was, he, was, he was kidding. You're using the right thing. <laughs> but we've all had these broken promises in our life. Nod your head at me if you've had broken promises. You've experienced the pain of broken promises in your life. We get confused, though. We think because he hasn't fulfilled them, he's broken them. But just because God hasn't come through yet, it doesn't mean that he's not going to come through. We work on a different clock than God is working on. He's working on a different timeline. His promises are waiting for us in the journey along the way. We just have to get there. You see, you see, God can guarantee that he's never going to break his word because he's already went into your future and he's placed it there. But God's not bound by time, so he comes back into the present, and you say, God, you haven't done it yet. And he says, yes, I have. Because for God, he's in the, he's in the future, and he's in your present at the same time. So he's like, oh, yes, I've already done it. And we're confused because we haven't walked out the road yet. Here's, here's, here's what the Bible said in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 12. He said, the Lord will send rain in the proper time. Everybody say Proper. He's going to send rain in the proper time from his rich treasury in the heavens and will bless all the work you do. There is, a, there is your time, and then there is God's proper time. And they may not always be the same. 
But when we, when we can trust in God's will, when we can embrace his will, I'm just going to keep walking. I'm just going to keep caring. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm supposed to do, knowing that in proper time, he's going to send the rain. Rain is, it gives the ability for growth and multiplication. Rain in an agricultural cultural society like they had in, in the Old Testament days, rain did what man could not. Rain provided the means of growing when, when man couldn't do it. Man didn't have enough water out in the desert to grow things, so they were relying upon the heavens to open and the rains to come down. It was a symbol of the blessings of God. Without rain, you were just struggling to survive. It was a mere existence. But with rain, it was the blessings of God. It was life to the fullest. It was a future. It was plans. It was, it was God was working in your life. I want to speak over your life that the proper time is coming and the rains are coming to your life. You, you can't make rain. So here's the first principle. God is going to do what only God can do. God is going to take care of things that you can't do on your own. You have a work and it's coming, but God's going to do his piece and he's setting you up and he's saying the, the, the calendar has changed and every day marks a new day for the proper time for a rain to come in your life. How many of you want to receive the rain of God in 2019? God, send your rain. Do what we couldn't do. And then he goes on and he says, and I I will bless all the work of your hands. So here's what he said. I'm going to do what only I can do, and then you do what you can do, and I'm going to bless that too. So we go to work and we work hard. And we get up and we work hard on our marriage. And we work hard to get out of debt. And we work hard to be good parents. And we work hard to be good Christians. And God says, while you're working hard, not only am I going to do what, what you can't do, I'm going to bless what you're doing. I'm going to bless the work of your hands. I love this. When, when, when Jesus said, we're going to feed the 5,000, Jesus didn't do all the miracle himself. He put the bread and the fish in the, in the hands of the people, and he said, now you pass it out. And every time they would pass it out, they would go back, and the loaf would be new again, and they would pass it out, and they would go back, and he was multiplying it in their hands. Get to work this year, and God's going to bless the work of your hands. So, so God's going to take care of what we can't, and he's going to bless what we do. In my marriage, God said, I'm going to heal your wounds that have been there that you couldn't heal on your own, and I'm going to make the work you do, I'm going to cause it to have a big difference in your relationship, in your job. I'm going to give you favor with bosses that you couldn't earn on your own, and I'm going to help you to finish the continued education that you've been working on. In your business, I'm going to give you innovative ideas that didn't come from you but came from on high, and I'm going to make sure that everything you try actually actually works this year. In your finances, I'm going to bring in opportunities for you to save money and make extra money, and I'm going to give you the strength to stick to your budget in the meantime. How many, how many of you are getting this this morning? God's going to do what he can, we're going to do what we can, and he's going to bless both. It's that kind of year. It's that kind of year. I really believe this is word for us, but here is the problem, because I, I, I got you excited now. I told you I was going to prophesy a little bit this morning. We're pumped up. Is your faith lifting up? Here's the problem. Deuteronomy, same chapter, first and second verse. If, I'm going to need you to do this favor for me. I need you to look the person right next to you. I need you to look them in the eyes, make them very uncomfortable. I need you to say, if. Little word with big meaning. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all his commands that I am giving you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the world. You will experience 
all these blessings if, if you obey the Lord your God. I'm going to be real honest with you. I can preach this word to you. I can read it right out of Scripture. But if you're not willing to follow God and embrace His will for your life, I can't promise you that all this stuff's going to happen. You've got to follow God. But if, if He'll say, and this year, I'm, I'm giving this year to God. I'm giving this year to God. What I believe is if you give one year to God, He'll work in you so much, you'll want to give Him the rest of your life. That's why I can stand here with, with total confidence, not even worried, and say, just give him one year. Give him one year as a tither. Give him one year as a member of Triumph. Give him one year serving on a team. Give him one year as a part of a, a small group somewhere. Give him one year and watch what God will do in your life. I'm going to talk more about the promises of God that are held with us and, and how they impact our church. But, but today I want to encourage you, give it to God. Joshua 21, verse 43, and I'm, I'm closing. Joshua 21. So the Lord gave to Israel all the land he had sworn to give their ancestors, and they took possession of it and settled there. And the Lord gave them rest on every side, just as he had, just as he had solemnly promised their ancestors. None of their enemies could stand up against them, for the Lord helped them conquer all their enemies. Not a single one, not a single one, of all the good promises the Lord had given to the family of Israel was left unfulfilled. Proper time. God has placed these things for 2019. And not one will be left unfulfilled if you'll follow him. Everything that he said on the timeline of heaven, everything he said in your life before you even were, were formed in your mother's womb, he set things for 2019. They're coming to pass this year. You just follow him. Four things really quickly. First, he said, so the Lord gave to Israel all the land he had sworn to give their ancestors. Old promises in your life that you've been waiting on this year they're coming to pass number two he said they took possession of it and settled there this year one of the words that God spoke to me is the promise of possession this year you've been wanting to buy your own home this is your year you want to, you, you want to own some things maybe you want to uh, start your own business this is, this is your year it's a blessing of a promise of possession number three and the Lord gave them rest on every side. It's the promise of rest. Can't sleep. Nagging battles, nagging injuries, nagging frustrations. It's not that the enemy is winning. He's just stealing your rest. And it feels like it's always something. Rest. And number four. None of their enemies could stand against them. For the Lord helped them conquer all their enemies. It's the promise of victory in your life. Some of you have been fighting big devils. Some of you have been facing big problems. You've been facing some enemies and, and, and you weren't sure you're going to win. I'm here to tell you today is a promise of victory in your life.
Peter said, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. He's given you everything you need. Here's the thing. We have received all of this by coming to know him. My question to you today, do you know him? I don't mean do you know of him. I don't mean did you used to serve him a long time ago. I mean, do you know him right now? Is he your Lord? Is he your Savior? Is he your everything? Everything I've spoken to you today is available to you, but we receive it by coming to know him. Do you know Jesus? I'm going to ask every person in this room and every person watching online to close your eyes for just a moment. Do you know him? Have you drifted away? Have you fallen away? Did life pull your eyes off of him? Do you need to know him again? If you want to make a fresh start with Jesus today, all these promises are available, but they, but they come in relationship with him. Do you have a relationship with Jesus? If you want to make a fresh start, I'm going to ask you to slip up your hand really quickly, and I want to pray with you. If you're watching online, I want to pray with you. I see hands going up in the room, hands going up from the front to the back. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I see your hands. I see your hands. All right. You can place them down. I'm going to ask every person in this room and every person watching online, if you're listening to the podcast right now, later on, I, I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Dear Jesus. I want to know you. Thank you for coming to this earth and dying for me. I give you my life. I give you my heart and everything that I am. I'm going to live for you this year and beyond. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and forgive me of all of my sins. My life is yours. Amen. 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 Clap your hands and rejoice in the Lord this morning. I spoke earlier about broken promises. And it's great to get all pumped up on faith, pumped up on the Word of God, and we should. That's what preaching is. The Bible says that Jesus taught and he preached. He taught them the truth and then he preached to them and he pumped them up and sent them out into the world ready to take on hell. He preached to us and we need the preaching, but sometimes we got to deal with the wound of broken promises. I just want to speak this word today. And while I'm speaking right now, we're not, we're not even going to say a prayer, but while I'm speaking, God is healing the wounds. There was Holy Spirit. He is healing the wounds of broken promises right now. Because what happened, here's why God's so serious about it. First of all, because he cares about you and he wants you healed. But secondly, our broken promises with the people in our life can cause us to lose trust in God. So God's saying right now, I'm going to heal your wounds so you can trust me again. Father, release your healing right now. Release your healing, old wounds. Lord, I, I, I release the healing from the wounds of divorce right now. I, re I release healing to the front in the wounds who've had fathers who left and weren't there and weren't present. I release healing right now. I release wounds from all places, promises that have been broken, Lord God. I, Lord, I release healing from wounds that have, of people that have been hurt by church. You've been dis disappointed by church and church people. Heal them right now.
the wounds are being healed and gone forever. Now, Father, build our trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Stand up on your feet with me. I want to I want to pick it back up because before you go out into the world, I want to lift you back up. The Holy Spirit's been working. He's still working. And, and I love the work of the Holy Spirit. We're going to open these altars in just a moment. If you need prayer ministry of any kind, we have pastors and elders and prayer partners, people of faith who have seen God move in their life and believe that God will move in your life. And we want to pray for you. doesn't matter what your issue is today, big or small. We believe that God cares for you. But before we do, I thought we would end with this song just a couple of choruses through. Build your faith. Um, I know God has made us a promise, and it won't stop now. How many of you want to worship with me two times through? I know breakthrough is coming by faith. I see a miracle. the people. So don't let this just be words, but I want you to receive this blessing, not from me, but from God. Because he said to his priests, give my, give my people this special blessing from him. I'm just a conduit this morning. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. And may he put his name, the name of Jesus Christ on you. And you say... Thank you. God bless you. These altars are open.